0: Welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Making Mastery Learning a Reality One Day at a Time. Uh, this will be a bit of a departure from what I have been talking about with mastery, but I think you'll see what it is. You see, I just started my 36th year in education. This is my 26th year, I think, teaching. I don't know, something like that. A lot of years. And I uh, I saw a Twitter post about somebody talking about the things he's learned in his many years of education, and I thought, you know what, I should do something similar, and so Here are my 36 rules, if you will, starting my 36th year in education. Now remember, I'm I'm still just a teacher like you. Um, And here's some things I've learned. Number one, learning student names early matters a great deal to my students. It's uh, week three now. I'm actually recording this a little bit later. I wrote this some time ago. But uh, I've learned my names of my students and it's made a huge difference. Uh, Number two, Students don't care. They don't know if you. They don't. They know if you. Hold on, say this. Oh, pardon me. blub, That's a mistake. Okay. They. My students know if you care. They have a very fine-tuned BS indicator. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that with students, but I sure have over the years. Uh, If they. If you're fake in caring, doesn't count. You actually care, right? Um, Number three, related to number two. Students don't care what you know until they know. That you care. Think about that. Students don't care what you know until they know that you care, right? Number four, have relation, have fun. Being a teenager is hard. It's very hard. Number five, give much grace because being a teen is hard, right? Number six, hear this out, but still hold them accountable. Though they may complain, if you hold them to a high standard, they will thank you later. Really, they really will. Number seven, listen, really listen to your students. Number eight, they are awesome. If you take time to listen, you're hearing a theme here, I think. Uh, number nine, always tell the truth. By the way, unless you're doing a magic trick. I'm a chemistry teacher. I do some magic tricks. You can't give the you, you you have to sort of lie a little bit. You don't they let them not know trick of what you're doing. Okay, (laughs) so that's sort of having fun with them, right? Number 10, ask them about their lives outside of class. In fact, knowing something about them so that you can ask them how the game, the match, the play went. Uh, One strategy I've had, by the way, um, is had each kid make a selfie video. By the way, I I made a selfie video of myself, kind of telling myself, and they watched that to get to know me. I had them make a selfie video, and then what I did is I watched all their selfies like 2 minute videos and I learned so much about them but I took notes like in a Google sheet print that up and now I've got like it, it I start associating oh this this kid's on the football team this kid's really involved in plays and I found it really fascinating things like I got a kid who's like into like watchmaking this year It's super cool like he's he's like super like watchman guy like like wants to go to Switzerland and make expensive watches That's, I didn't know that I mean I I guess I knew it was a thing, but that's pretty awesome, right? Um, Number ten, or eleven, pardon me. Laugh with them. (laughs) Life is funny, so let's just have fun, right? And then cry with them as they they share. As invariably will happen, they'll share some of their heartaches. And just, uh, maybe I'm saying here, allow yourself to let them in your life. And have it touch you. Number thirteen, never allow students to mistreat each other. By the way, that's already happened this year. Um, you must deal with the mistreatment right away. That happened in a class already. There was a bit of a bullying situation. Um, and um, they saw the other side of Mr. Bergman, okay? And then, on your case, never mistreat a student. I, I must confess, over the years, there's been times when I've said things to students, I'm not sure I've mistreated them in a bad, bad way, but I've, I've said things that I think have been, and i have damaged students, and I've had to come back and apologize. So I don't have if I have this one, it's not my rules, but if you do, apologize. I even apologized once, like on social media, to a student that I, I felt bad about. Anyways, from years ago. Number fifteen: Always believe the best in your students, and then they will start to believe the best in themselves. Speak life into students. See something in them and say, "Man, you, you're awesome at this." I, I actually, I just saw a student recently, just the last couple days. And I've, I've seen just a huge spark in her, and it's like, man, I, I need to, I need to call that out. Uh, for her number 16 set lots of things on fire (laughs) even yourself all right yeah this may not apply to all of you but I'm a chemistry teacher I'm gonna set myself on fire yes that's right in fact I'm gonna even let them set themselves on fire with strict safety protocols by the way um, um, that was actually number 17 let them light each other on fire uh, with stringent safety protocols number 18 students learn best when they're doing science or math or history or whatever not hearing about it. Let them do it. Alright, active learning. Number nineteen, students notice everything. What you wear, if your fly is down, what music you listen to, everything. (laughs) And speaking of your fly, always check your fly. Okay, Uh, or your button before class. Okay, yeah, yeah, just been there, done that, got that ticket, it just doesn't work. In fact, some students were looking at me yesterday and I thought, oh crap, and I checked my fly. You know, kind of turned around to the board. It's like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) Number 21. Go to the bathroom before school or in breaks or at lunch. You never know when you're going to have time to take a break to pee. Okay. I know it's TMI, but it's a real, like the, the, the pain is real, right? Teachers, you know, yeah. All right. Number 22. Too much cognitive load is bad. Number 23. Not enough. Cognitive load is bad. You see there's a fine line between the two. You want to get that right amount of cognitive load because that's where the the point they're going to learn best. Number 24, all students don't learn at the same pace. Find a way to accommodate all students. This is where mastery learning solves problem. by the way, just 100%. Read my other podcasts if you're not familiar. Give students, number 25, give students multiple opportunities to prove what they know. One test should not determine their grade. Uh, Mastery learning solves that problem, too, by the way, Uh, multiple ways. Number 26, emphasize learning over grading. We live in a culture, at least here in the U.S., I'm not sure it's true across the world, where there's so much focus on grading and marking that we lose sight of a kid. And number 27, this is related to number 26, consider yourself or think of yourself, I'm not the grader-in-chief, but rather I'm the learner-in-chief. All right, my job is to lead my students As learners, and not just be there to to be their assessor. Um, Twenty-eight. Most students need deadlines, as some of them will opt out to not work if given the choice. So, you know, I teach required subjects, science, and not every student I know is like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing! This is the bees knees! I love science!" It just doesn't happen. I know that you do too. Um, Maybe you teach uh, elective, and every kid loves your class because they're there because they want to be, but. You've got to get them deadlines. It, it's just a reality. OK, number 29. Learning happens best when they have time to process. Some mistakes I've made over the years is I have forced them to do X, Y, Z so fast that they're not had time to process. And just did that actually yesterday. I made a big pause. I had this whole plan for one of my classes. And um, there had been this blog that I've been wanting to read, or it's actually really kind of more of like a system that this other teacher uses. And I looked at it and said, I'm changing all my plans. Um, for the next two days, I need to change this up, and I think it's going to give them time. It's giving them time to process. It was crazy effective yesterday with that group, um, and it's like they needed this to really understand something that I sort of taught them, but it was a process thing and it was a hands-on thing they got to do. Super powerful. All right, number thirty. We're getting thirty-six. Remember, uh, thirty-six years for this old man. Uh, downtime. All right, so this is a rule for you. Downtime in the summer is critical to my effectiveness during the school year. If you do not schedule real downtime or you don't think about school, you're not gonna be effective as a teacher long term, maybe for a few years. Super important. Um, unplug, don't do any science, do math, history, whatever you teach for three weeks, two weeks at least, or something for a month in the summer so that you can then bounce back yourself. Okay, um, let the little things bounce off of you. By the way, I've not been super effective about this. I mean, schools are filled with all kinds of things. There's politics, there's um, drama, there's whatever, and sometimes you just need to, like, whatever, let it bounce off. And 32, um, related, don't get hung up on school politics. There's always politics at school. Don't don't join in. If there's people who are toxic at your school, just don't hang out with them. Yeah. Um, Number 33, related, hang out with positive teachers. You know at your school there's negative teachers, right? And here, here's a statement I um, heard from somebody, I don't know, it's probably common knowledge or common wisdom or something. You are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So who are you hanging out with? Are you hang out with positive people or negative people? If you're not, switch, right? Um, and then 34, all right, you see there's pairs here. Uh, tell your students to hang out with positive friends. Tell them that they are the average of the five people they hang out with the most. And uh, if they start figuring that out, that makes such a, a positive benefit in their life. In fact, one thing I told my own children, who are now adults, I told them um, as they were entering high school that the most important decision they would make in the ninth grade was, who are you going to hang out with? Because that made the difference. I saw that over years. I'm sure you, if you've been a teacher for a long time, who they hang out with so much determines who they will become. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number 35, almost the last one. Have a life outside of school, all right? Do not just live at your school. Find uh, other things to do. Join uh, a community group. Uh, do a play. Do something that totally just is different. Uh, a friend of mine who teaches in uh, New Zealand, she just plays like community plays. She acts and all that kind of stuff, and she's a geeky science teacher, and I think it's awesome. She's found a life outside of school and. Lastly, certainly not least, number 36, I think all of education research, or most of it, can be summarized by this. I think active learning plus relationships equals good teaching. That's the magic sauce. I've actually had a chance to look at a lot of educational research, which is kind of dry reading, if we're honest. Um, But if you were to look at it, if you just mix those two ingredients, active learning plus relationships, that summarizes, I believe the vast majority of educational research and so what do you do make your classroom active and make sure you build into the lives of your kids hey my 36 years i've learned a thing or two i hope i hope you enjoyed this podcast if you enjoy this click uh, click on like or whatever on your podcast server and uh, yeah i'll see you around uh find me at uh, johnbergman.com and if you want to check out my new book uh, the mastery learning handbook um, go to the